Hello, welcome to Blue Lightning Healing Meditations. My name is Susie Parker Goins. I'm a channel, energy healer, past life explorer, and guide. My links are in the description box for websites, podcasts, financial support, and contact information. Please like, comment, subscribe, favorite, share with your friends, donate. The best way to contact me about current pricing and to schedule a phone or online session is through email at susiepgoins at gmail.com. Thanks for your support. Welcome to Episode 7 of my 7-week series about the chakras. Thursday, I talk about a major chakras, the what, where, why, how, care, and feeding. And then on Monday, I'll upload a relevant meditation to explore that chakra. So now, for the seventh time, here is a summary of chakras. Chakra is a word that comes from the ancient Sanskrit. It translates to mean wheel. Chakras are energy vortices placed throughout the body and outside of the body. Everyone has chakras, even animals. In general, chakras emanate from the front and back, but not all, as we'll hear about in a few. A healthy chakra is a nice horn shape. Bells out from its origin point on your body. It's open, spinning smoothly. Imbalanced chakras can be bent, closed, or clogged. Today's chakra is the crown, or Sahasrara chakra. Seated at the top or crown of your head, it's the opening for your connection to divine, your access point to a higher consciousness. With it springing from the top of your head, the crown chakra emanates one way, up. On your hands, its corresponding point is at the end or the tip of your thumb. On your feet, it's at the end or the tip of your big toe. Among its messages are, I understand, I know, I am connected. The colors are violet and or white, and the syllable is ung or om, or interestingly enough, silence. Its element is divine consciousness, and it correlates to the central nervous system and the brain. What does a healthy and balanced crown or sahasrara feel like? There's a deep connection to divine, a deeper self-awareness of your place in the universe, unity of mind, body, and spirit, open-mindedness, mindfully present, focus and determination, zen. What does an imbalanced crown chakra appear as? Imbalances show up as anger, nightmares, headaches, insomnia, depression, and anxiety, that not being in touch with a higher self or feeling like you're flailing about or abandoned, frustration with life, isolation, self-destructive behavior, desperation or desolation, spiritual disconnect. Oh, let's look at this real fast. One might ask, but Susie, what about the atheists? They don't believe in God. And yet, the atheists I know are kind, self-aware people. It's not about religion, but understanding your place in the world or universe. I also think that an overzealous attitude or inflexibility relating to religion is an indicator of crown chakra imbalance also. Let's visit this topic of religion versus spirituality quickly. They're not the same. Religion is a man-made construct based on one person's interpretation of God, and those beliefs can be limiting in so many ways. Spirituality, on the other hand, is your personal connection to spirit, God, the universe, yourself. I see it as open and unlimited. There are nuances, shades on the spectrum, but honestly, it does not depend on fear, guilt, or the threat of retribution to make its point. 
a balanced crown chakra allows for the diversity of belief systems. If that's what makes you a better person, then fine. Now, what to do to balance? Well, first off, wear the colors, white or violet, like teen colors. Oh, oh, I get it. Spirit colors. Sahas, rah, 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 right? Okay. Also, my Southern upbringing warns me that wearing white is just not done after Labor Day. Whatever. Include these colors in your environment. I'm fond of candles lately, so light the appropriately colored candle as a focal point during meditation. And yeah, meditation is the go-to activity for crown chakra balancing. Shoot, for any kind of balancing for that matter. Meditation's focused on connecting you with your higher self, setting your intention and following through are the kinds of meditations for the crown chakra. Also detoxifying your body, it allows you to be more present in the body. When you release the toxins in whatever form they take, you're opening the way or clearing out space for better for you things and stimuli. Using sound, you can tone like, Om, or even silence. True, silence may be a challenge at the start, but to be able to be comfortable in silence, that's a good habit to develop. It allows you time and space just to be to open your connection with divine. You can do affirmations. You can start with some of these. I am peaceful, whole, and balanced. I am one with divine. I am love. I recognize and honor the divine within me. I seek to understand and learn from my life's experience. I am grateful for all the good in my life. My life moves with grace. Next, we move on to yoga. In light of last week's put your third eye to the mat to activate the chakra pose, it follows that your head on the floor helps, and that would mean a headstand. Well, I haven't done a headstand, so if you can do it, go for it. Another asana is shavasana, the corpse pose. This is one where you lay down. Now, according to Yoga Journal, you get comfortable, towel under your knees if you want, legs open about a hip width apart, Arms relaxed at your side with the palms up. You breathe, tense everything up, including lifting your arms and legs off the floor. Exhale to gently release. You do that several times. In other cases, this has been the last asana in a yoga class where you lay there having done all the other poses previously. There's a yogic practice called alternate nostril breathing or Nadi Shahana Pranayama. To do this one, Give yourself time to do a few cycles of deep diaphragmatic breathing. And then, with your right hand, you fold your index and middle fingers to your palm. You place your thumb on your right nostril and slowly and into the belly, inhale using the left nostril only. Then you exhale through your left nostril. So the whole cycle goes through a single nostril. And then you take your thumb off. Place your ring and pinky finger so that you're closing the left nostril and repeat. The alternating action brings balance to both brain hemispheres. I just read it can help alleviate allergy symptoms, calm the nervous system, and balance hormones, among other things. So I'm going to have to try that one. Hand mudras. The first one goes thusly. Interlace your fingers as if you're clasping your hands together. Now I haven't found out if your thumbs cross or not. There's nothing definitive. So until we hear otherwise, 
either line your thumbs up side by side or cross the right thumb over the left one. Clasp your hands together, then your pinkies are pointing upward. And then you can chant Om or be silent. Another mudra is called the Mudra of a Thousand Petals. And with this one, you touch your forefingers and thumbs together, and it will form a triangle or a pyramid shape. Your palms face out and your other fingers spread out. Then you hold your hands over your head to draw in divine energy into the crown. Next up, food. Is there food for the crown chakra? Other than drink pure water and meditation, subsisting on good thoughts, there's really nothing. Um, one article does suggest juicing organic produce, and that would work. But I'm a wee bit bummed. If there was a way to eat my way to nirvana, you know I'd be all over that. Moving on to essential oils. If you've listened to my other chakra podcasts, you know this. Do not ingest EOs. Use a carrier oil if you choose to apply them to your skin. You can also use a diffuser. I recommend you talk to an experienced essential oil practitioner for more in-depth information. Here's the list. Frankincense is the resin derived from the Boswellia tree. Boswellia, as an herb, supports the nervous system and works on reducing inflammatory response. Frankincense, as an oil or resin, can be used to support the meditative state. Lavender, it's calming and excellent for all the chakras. Sandalwood aids meditative states by calming the mind chatter. Pure single-source sandalwood can be found, but it is expensive. So use a blend or even a fragrance oil. It depends on how you resonate with them. Spikenard has constituents which help with blood flow to the brain. It's a balancer for emotions and has a high spiritual vibration. Fun fact, it's the oil Mary Magdalene used to anoint Jesus' feet. Vetiver is calming, grounding, and stabilizing. Helichrysum is a high vibration herb. It can also help with headaches and migraines. A lot of these oils can be used in herb form as smudges. Smudging is a ritual one performs to clear negative energy, cleanse the energy, invite divine in, and to communicate with divine. It's a ceremony I've learned from a tribal mentor. You can also use these as incense. That's where you get a charcoal disc in a heat-proof vessel. You light it, add the appropriate herb, and allow the resulting smoke to work on the shifting energy. Alternative, you can use pre-made incense sticks of the appropriate scents. Either way, please don't burn down your house. Use care and caution. Thank you very much. Now we move on to crystals. Use these in meditation as jewelry. Carry them with you throughout the day. You can sleep with them under your pillow or even put them in the pillowcase so that they don't drop out, fall between the bed and the wall. So that I don't repeat this with every stone I've listed, these are all high vibration and spiritual stones geared to help you connect with spirit. So first off, there's clear quartz. It's an all-around helpful stone. It amplifies the vibrations of other crystals, and its clarity in appearance can lead you to find your own clarity. Amethyst, excellent high-frequency stone, one of the all-time great spiritual stones. Oh, I just said, I just said I wouldn't repeat that. Oops. <laughs> Lepidolite is a gentle stone. Interestingly, it doesn't have direct action on the crown chakra, but it helps you to remain calm during challenging times and through transitions. 
Calmness is a key trait of a centered, balanced chakra system. Moonstone is another gentle stone. It reflects the energy of the moon, supports you in the healing of your shadow side. As you clear blockages, you make more room for the intuitive gifts that you have to manifest. Selenite is excellent for balancing and aligning all the chakras. It's cleansing and absorbs negativity. It also attracts wisdom to your path. Sugilite helps to strengthen your intuition and thereby improve your communication with guides and source. It protects and helps with lessons of forgiveness. Herkimer Diamond is a form of quartz found only in Herkimer, New York, and it improves your communication with your higher self. It also promotes harmony and helps you to better understand your divine purpose. Howlite is a stone to calm you to better allow you to listen to your intuition. I have a strand of howlite and it hangs from my rearview mirror to help me focus and maintain calm in traffic. And finally, Cherylite. It's a stone of power, inspiration, and transformation. It transforms negative energy into positive. It helps you to release negative emotions. Oh, no. Let's not call them negative. How about we call them emotions you've held on to which are unresolved? those things holding you back from spiritual progress. So, to rephrase this, this transforms stagnant energy into positive. How about that? That should wrap up my series on the chakras, but for all the learning I got in, I'm going to talk about a couple more chakras next week. So take care, and until next time, blessings.